The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should consider obtaining independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perot columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Today we're catching up with Roger Mason, Managing Director of Antipa Minerals. Antipa is a hardy WA explorer, which was listed in April 2011 through a $10 million float. Its code is AZY, or Alpha Zulu Yankee. It's recently been trading at 1.5 cents for a market cap of about 30 million, so there's plenty of leverage there to exploration success. Since the day it floated on the ASX, Antipa's focus has been WA's remote Patterson province, with Antipa's area of interest some 400 kilometres east of Port Hedland. Although it has long been home to some of Australia's biggest mines and deposits, like the Telfer Gold copper operation of Newcrest, the nifty copper mine of Metals X, and the Kintyre uranium deposit owned by Canada's Cameco, the Patterson has long been considered to be underexplored due to the existence of extensive sand cover in the region. It's why Antipa set out at its listing in 2011 to find the region's next big one hidden beneath the sand dunes. And talking about sand, you'd have to have your head in it not to know that the Patterson is now a hot exploration hotspot thanks to Rio Tinto's exciting Winu discovery and latest drill results from the Newcrest Greatfield Gold Joint Venture at Haveron. So uh, welcome Roger and before getting you to talk about Antipa's presence in the Patterson and the way forward, can I get you to fill us in on your background? I'll even give you some talking points. I believe you started out at Tassie University all those years ago. Yeah, hi Barry and uh, thanks for your time. To, uh, to talk about what we're up to in the Patterson province. Um, uh, my career, look, I'm a, an exploration geologist um, by way of major background, 32 years in the industry, um, sort of a, a reasonably even split between exploration, uh, mining and business development to executive roles. And I've worked in, in base and precious metals, both in Australia and also overseas uh, during my career. Uh, my honours degree was uh, from TAS Uni with uh, Ross Large at the Codes Centre there um, and my first role uh, as a geologist outside of uni was with Western Mining Corporation and I spent 10 years with, with Western Mining and you know set the foundation of my, my geology career. It's a, it was a very um, amazing uh, training organisation from a geologist's point of view and, um, you know, some very special memories from, from that era. Um, I suppose in terms of where that, that led me, ultimately um, I, I joined a group called Forestonia Gold, which had some ex-Western mining individuals involved and uh, that was subsequently taken over by Lion Ore Mining International um, and we built that company into a a top 10 global nickel producer. And then in the excitement of that sort of, uh, I suppose, pre-GFC scenario or timing, uh, there was a, a takeover bid for, for Lion Ore, which ultimately saw Nareel Nickel pick up that company for, 
for about 6.4 million US dollars. Uh, I think that was back in 2007. Thereafter, um, a few of us got together, XNTPA people, and uh, decided that we would like to um, create an ASX company that was based on a, on a high risk, but high reward exploration strategy. And so I spent about 18 months unpaid uh, searching for a project, you know, which could potentially deliver this objective. And uh, we found one, it was in the Patterson province. And way back in 2011, we listed Antipa uh, on the back of the Citadel project, which is now in joint venture with Rio. And then over the next uh, several years, you know, we built up our land package in the Patterson province uh, to you know, well over 5,000 square kilometres, and we'd made uh, two discoveries during those sort of informative years as well. Um, yeah, so that's that sort of background as to how we, you know, w how I got to where I am as the managing director of Antipa. Um, uh, in terms of uh, timing, we we saw the Patterson as being, you know, a, a world class mineral province. You know, it's got the Telfer deposit, thirty. 2 million ounce gold, million tonne copper pre-mining, uh, the nifty copper deposit plus 2 million tonnes of copper, and yet it had been grossly, you know, underexplored, almost neglected from an exploration point of view for the best part of, of uh, 20 or 30 years. Um, so we saw that, that that first mover advantage as being something that we could you know, leverage discoveries from. Um, and as you mentioned, Barry, now, now it's a hotly sought after region. Um, and in particular, our ground is, is considered to be some of the best in the province. Uh, another ex-WMC School of Mines man. Uh, it's produced a few over the years, WMC. It's, it's in a fantastic network, network, that's for sure. I mean, uh, back in those, those days, you know, Roy Woodall was an incredible individual um, and geologist. Um, it was a great mentoring organisation and, and you know, very much science-based. So, yeah, it was. I don't think you could have could have wished for a, a better uh, experience early on in your career. That's for sure. Right. Okay. Now, jumping into where you're at at the moment, the I think it's best to probably break down the company's interests in the Patterson into the three areas: uh, greenfields exploration, the Citadel joint venture with Rio. And then, of course, your own resource development opportunities uh, in and around uh, the Telfer region. Perhaps it's best to start off with the greenfields exploration. Uh, where you're at, uh, you've got a drilling program underway. Uh, what's the situation there? So where the company's uh, put you know, most of its strategic focus um, you know, over the last uh, 18 months or thereabouts has been you know, for a high leverage greenfield discovery and, you know, as I mentioned, the, the province is, is grossly underexplored, and that's due to um, varying amounts of, of younger cover that sit on the, the prospective rocks of interest. So back in, you know, those first few years of Antipa, we built up that big portfolio of ground, and about 80% of our sort of 5,000 square Ks is under only 80 metres of cover or less. Um, that compares to recent movers into the into the province since you know news flow regarding Winu and and Haviron sort of started last year, who many of whom are 
you know, restricted to, to covered positions in the province where, where there's 400 metres to, to kilometres of these younger rocks, um, obscuring the rocks of interest. So what we've been able to do is apply uh, modern or, or state-of-the-art, if you like, uh, geophysical processes or techniques to explore the region. We see or we recognise back in 2011 that, that the two techniques that had a high potential um, for discovery were aerial EM or electromagnetics um, and uh, aeromagnetics. Those two techniques, I won't bore you with the complexity, it's, uh, you know, you have to be a physicist to understand it completely, but basically aerial EM or AEM uh, looks for um, conductors, so, you know, metals in the ground that, that give a conductive response when, when a current's uh, injected into the ground. And then uh, magnetics just simply looks for, for magnetic responses and, and some of the sulphides or the mineralization has sulphides in it that's magnetic. So those two techniques can find the vast majority of the of the deposits in the region that you would that you would want to find, uh, and indeed have found um, uh, the likes of Winu, have your own caliber, magnum, corker. All of those have been found um, in recent years, several by us or by Antipa, and using those techniques. So we're just methodically working our way through on the Greenfields process where you know, our objective is to cover substantial parts of our tenement holding over the course of um, several surveys with the aerial EM. We already have the aeromagnetics data. Um, and last year we, we flew a, an AEM survey of about 1,100 square kilometres, covering ground from about 30-odd k's north of Telfer up to about... Um, uh, eight kilometres north of Winnu, Rio's Winnu deposit. And we generated, you know, roughly sort of 30 conductivity targets from that, which we commenced drill testing uh, May this year. We've had several releases on, uh, ASX releases on, on that work program. In fact, uh, the most recent is on the 22nd of July. And uh, we've got a significant... Um, encouragement from a number of those targets, in particular one that's called uh, grey. We've got a 350 metre wide um, copper plus minus zinc gold cobalt anomaly sitting above, there's an air core anomaly sitting above the EM target um, and then a number of other uh, geochemical anomalies from that air core drilling program um, from several other targets in the region. We're still awaiting assays for for a, uh, a component of that phase one program, which we've um, recently completed. Um, and so what we've done now is we've kicked off the phase two RC drilling program uh, that started today in, well, on the 22nd of August. And, uh, you know, that's uh, somewhere between a, a seven to 9,000 metre RC program, which will follow up the encouragement from, from the Air Corps program and will also move on to testing a number of um, high priority aeromagnetic targets, uh, which are uh, in particular Haviron lookalikes. Um, for, for the punters that may not have heard of Haviron, it's um, a deposit, it's about 40 kilometres east of Telfer. It's now a joint venture between 
um, an AIM listed company called Greatland Gold and uh, Newcrest uh, Mining Limited. Um, that deposit's been throwing up things like or intersections such as 275 metres at, I think it was about five grams per tonne gold um, plus copper. And uh, but it's deeply covered about in that particular example, about 400 metres down. So we've got a number of magnetic targets that have similar characteristics um, uh, to have your on, and we'll be testing those uh, during the, the um, phase two RC program as well. So yeah, an exciting suite of uh, opportunities there. So I take it from that there will be a almost a continual rollout of uh, drill results, uh, assay results uh, in the months ahead. That's right. Uh, the news flow will be uh, you know, pretty regular and frequent um, as it's already commenced and, and through into the, you know, the first part of next year. Um, additionally, we're flying another aerial EM survey sort of from south of one of our resource areas at Minyari down to uh, uh, close to the Haviron deposit as well. So that's, you know, that's designed to generate further um, greenfield targets mm. for, the, for the exploration pipeline as well. Okay. Now, that's uh, what you were talking about there was all 100% owned ground. If we can switch now to the Citadel project, the $60 million uh, joint venture with Rio Tinto, um, who, of course, uh, found Winu, um, announced, confirmed it was a potentially tier one uh, discovery earlier this year. Uh, they can earn up to a 75% interest. Uh, what's the latest from the Citadel project, Roger? So Citadel, um, that... that <laughs> Joint venture with Rio Tinto um, is uh, in the midst of a, a large-scale uh, drilling and geophysical exploration program. Uh, this year, the budget uh, is around about $3.4 million for the calendar year. Um, that's fully funded by Rio Tinto as part of their farming uh, to the project. Uh, the, the, the Citadel project already hosts about uh, 1.6 million ounces of gold, uh, 130,000 tonnes of copper and, and some silver and, and tungsten. Um, in fact, the calibre deposit which Antipa discovered was sort of the lure that, or the bait that, that lured Rio uh, to approach us in 2015 about a joint venture on, on that Citadel project. At, at calibre, we were drilling you know, up to 400 metre uh, continuous intersections of gold, copper, silver mineralisation, um, which you know uh, alerted Rio to the fact that there was serious potential for you know for tier one exploration discoveries in the province. Um, so this year the program involves uh, roughly ten thousand metres of drilling. That's a combination of primarily RC and and some diamond. Um, that drilling is targeting both greenfield discovery opportunities, including targets generated from an aerial EM survey completed last year over the project. And also um, uh, there's uh, a component of drilling Diamond and RC to uh, see how quickly that calibre resource can be um, increased uh, both in terms of scale and uh, grade. Rio are, are very interested in, in understanding you know, the potential prize at Calibre. Um, Calibre is only about 45 kilometres uh, due east of the Winu deposit, so um, you know, relatively close. The other component of the, the 2019 program is a, a very large scale um, geophysical survey. It's ground-based. 
it's called induced polarization. Um, and in contrast to EM, which looks for, for conductive bodies, what the induced polarization does is, is look for disseminated uh, halos to, to deposits um, or direct um, signatures of the deposits as well. So there's a very large scale. It's um, great NRA IP survey in progress as we speak, and that's covering an area or contained with an area of about 620 square kilometres of the project. So massive mm. scale, something I've not, not experienced that sort of scale, but um, uh, of IP before, and, and uh, uh, it, it's something that a, you know a major company can afford. Right. Um, the caliber uh, resource, 1.6 million ounces and the 130,000 tonnes of copper, that was anywhere near Kalgoorlie, it'd be in development. Uh, so I guess my question goes to the commentary around, oh, look, the Patterson's very remote, um, there's water issues up there. Um, what's your view on finding a development opportunity up there? Does it have barriers that uh, uh, means that the projects up there have to be something special to get into development or not? Look, it depends Depends on a few factors. I mean, in terms of our exploration ground, we come to as, to, to as close as three kilometres to the Telfer, Telfer mine um, and extend for 150 kilometres north from there. Um, so at Telfer, you know, obviously there's all of the infrastructure that's required from the point of view of uh, access. Uh, there's a gas pipeline into the region um, uh, and you know, a processing facility, if that made sense in the future, uh, or mutual sense in the future. As you go further north, it, it, you do head out into the desert country, and and this is why um, at, at the Citadel project we elected to JV that area. Uh, it is more remote. Um, but uh, in terms of where it's heading now, it seems very clear based on, you know, the sort of exploration body language, if you like, that Rio... Uh, displaying um, with a you know very very large scale detailed drill out and evaluation of Winu, uh, it seems very much on the pathway to a to a development scenario there. Um, that'll open up that northern region. I've already done you know, various amounts of infrastructural work in terms of road improvements. Um, there's an airstrip uh, nearing completion. So as these things start to occur over time, that remoteness becomes a, a, a much less influential factor. Um, then, of course, there's just ore deposit style high grade systems. You know, makes sense uh, in in most areas, I suspect, within Australia at least. Um, uh, the lower grade systems, um, from our point of view, uh, caliber caliber deposit benefits from from having that partner mm. uh, to, to help progress it. Yeah, I take your point on the uh, infrastructure uh, hub, for want of a better word, at uh, Telfer. Uh, Sandeep Biswas, the CEO of Newcris this week, has been telling analysts that uh, with Telfer itself maybe having a three or four year life ahead of it, um, there is a need to bring in uh, additional ore sources, and that's why they've struck that deal with uh, Great lands on uh, Haveron, and I presume that same opportunity will be there for other deposits in the nearby region, which takes it straight into, of course, your 100% owned ground where you're uh, looking at resource development, and these tend to be in a cluster within a 40k radius, more or less, of Telfer. What's the latest there? 
Yeah, so the, the other aspect of our, um, or the other string to our bow, if you like, is, is that resource development opportunity that you, you're alluding to. Um, in addition to those resources on the Citadel project, in the joint venture with Rio, uh, on our 100% owned ground, we have resources of about 830,000 ounces of gold and about 30,000 tonnes of copper and some silver and some cobalt that come along with those resources as well. And they are located as close as 12 kilometres uh, to Telfer and out to about 40 kilometres from the Telfer uh, mine. Um, so very, very proximal to that particular facility. Um, from our point of view, we're looking to you know, increase our resource base. Um, you know, aspirationally, um, you know, we would like to be able to deliver a, you know, a standalone production opportunity at, uh, as, as further work is completed. Um, there's a fair bit of time for us to, to work, uh, a fair bit of work for us to do, you know, to get to that point. Um, we're this year looking to deliver uh, or investigate the, the potential to deliver fresh resources from several areas uh, within about uh, 12 to 20 kilometres of Telfer. Um, and do further exploration work up around our Minyari Waka um, uh, resource, which is about uh, 770,000 ounces at two grams per tonne gold already. Um, and there's a number of additional um, positions, extensional targets um, around those resources that we're looking to undertake um, both drilling and geophysical surveys um, to, to expand those resources and, and uh, give us a line of sight to something that's... that's um, got development mass. Okay. Uh, now, just generally speaking, um, there was a change of language by Rio Tinto recently around WINU at Diggers and Dealers. They talked about uh, not knowing whether it was Tier 1 just yet, but then at the same time talking about a starter project, which most people took to mean, well, they think it's a Tier 1 project and obviously requires a lot more exploration. I'm just trying to get a, a, a sense from you What's, uh, what's your excitement level around what WANU means for all explorers in the Patterson? Look, WANU, you know, is probably going to reset the, you know, reset the, the bar, and if it hasn't already, for the Patterson province. Um, from what we can see on on satellite imagery, that deposit now has been drilled out, or is in the process of being drilled out on a what appears to be an eighty by eighty grid along. Uh, over two kilometres of strike and, and uh, sort of one and a half kilometres across strike. And we know in the past they've been drilling down to sort of almost a kilometre below the surface. Um, so it's a huge deposit um, in terms of its capacity, um, resource capacity. Uh, you know, if you do back of the envelope calculations, you'd expect an exploration opportunity there must be must be heading towards that billion tonne type level. Um, but uh, in terms of the province, uh, one would presume, as you say, based on, on what Rio are doing and saying, that you know they clearly believe that there will be um, a mining opportunity um, uh, potential from that deposit. And that'll just, as I mentioned earlier, open up the province um, you know, for, for further uh, development opportunities. Um, the province now is, is known globally, um, you know, both Rio being an international um, uh, focused company, uh, Great and Gold being London AIM listed, you know, international markets from, 
from all parts of the globe uh, are quite familiar with the Patterson province now. And so from that point of view, what Winu has helped do and have here on to a degree is, um, you know, uh, open up that, that um, uh, access to capital um, for the region as well, uh, for mm. explorers and, and, and in the future developers. So look, it's, it's a win-win from our point of view. Um, we've got tenements, the, the JV comes to within um, five kilometres of, of Winu, that's our JV with Rio. And then we've got 100% ground, just eight kilometres to the north as well. So, you know, um, and, and uh, serious ground holding to the south uh, within the, the structural corridor, which we call the El Paso structural corridor, which um, hosts the, the same rocks um, with the related structures and other components that, that develop these mineral systems. So, um, look, it's a win-win, as I mentioned. Um, and, you know, we're just... Um, uh, happy that we we had that first mover advantage and picked up all of this shallowly covered ground. We're not, you know, we're not um, um, uh, relegated to to ground, which is you know either extremely expensive to explore due to to that very deep cover, um, or, or or even perhaps impossible to explore. We've got this um, shallowly covered position, which um, you know, which will methodically work our way through. Mm, okay. Okay, Roger. Well, lots to look forward to there, obviously, um, both on the exploration side and uh, as you work up the uh, development potential of some of those existing uh, projects. And I must say, if any company up there deserves to find the next winner, it's you guys, given your dedication to the region since 2011. So all the best with it and good luck. Thanks, Barry. Thanks for your time. And uh, congratulations on your recent awards at Diggers and Dealers as well. <laughs> Thanks, man. Cheers. Cheers, bro. Well.